Hello, this is Dan Russo, head football coach of Island High School. You're listening to The Dan Russo Show on Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless, like a dog on a bone. We got gas in the tank to go all night. We got gas in the tank to go all night. Relentless, we don't walk alone. Relentless, it's time to get to work now. Let's get going. All right, welcome back to the Dan Russo Show presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett, and joining me each and every week, as he always does, the namesake of the show, head coach of Island High School Football, Coach Dan Russo. Coach, how are you? Great. How you doing, Kyle? Doing pretty well. We got a few games to recap as we had a couple weeks off, Uh, and then obviously the big one is already here, hard to believe, Uh, but the Thanksgiving Day rivalry with the team from across town uh, goes down this week as we record this on Monday. Um... But coach, the let's talk about the the consolation game against Atlantic City, and obviously the game against Bridgeton as well. You guys go one and one in those two games. What did you like from uh, the guys throughout that Atlantic City game? Their ability to kind of you know fight back, face some adversity, went down in that game, but then found a way to go out and win that ball game. Yeah, you know, any win's a good win for any program, but we were happy to you know gather with a win and. You know, they had a lot of talent in Lancaster City. They had some really good football players, so I, was, I felt good about the kids, um, like you said, bouncing back, being down, and then playing well in the second half. And, um, you know, getting getting a win. It's always a big rivalry, Lancaster City Violent. It's, you know, an old-school rivalry, and, you know, we like playing them. And, you know, it was a good game for us. And it kind of seemed like, you know, they were flipping back and forth throughout the game between – going with a traditional quarterback, and then the Wildcats set up what was kind of the defensive approach you guys had as they continued to switch throughout the game and, you know, trying to just key in on what they were trying to accomplish and trying to just get the ball in the hand of their best player. Yeah, you know, they were they were having a lot of success running the ball, and then I guess they changed it up a couple of times and wanted to throw. And fortunately for us, you know, playing there in Lake City off the bay, they threw a few times and we were able to intercept the ball, so it really helped us you know, win the ball game, um, getting those turnovers. So, you know, yeah, it was, it was a challenge. Um, like I said, they have some really athletic kids and, you know, wasn't easy, but kids, uh, played hard and, you know, got the win. And, you know, that's something we've talked about over the past couple of weeks, watching the defense perform the way they have and really, you know, come into their own and for them to go out and force some turnovers in that game, I think was just another step in the right direction for, the trajectory of this defense. What did you guys make of them? You know, just being able to go out there, kind of have that vision and awareness to key in on some mistakes from some of those Atlantic City players and, and cause those turnovers that put you in position to win that ball game. Yeah, defense de- definitely stepped up and gave their offense a short field and we were able to capitalize. But, you know, without them getting those turnovers, it would have been difficult to uh, win that game. So, like you said, defense is really stepping up and, you know, Hopefully they can keep doing it. And then, uh, obviously, the Bridgeton game as well. Not the same results, but what were some takeaways from that one um, as you guys ended up dropping that game? But, you know, kind of just brush it off like we've said this year after losses that kind of just, you know, push it to the side. You learn from the mistakes you had, and then you get ready for this big one on Thanksgiving. 
Yeah, we had a couple kids get nicked up early, and it hurt us offensively against uh, Bridgeton. And once we get some guys back, so it'll help for Thursday. But um, you know, not our best performance. Um, you know, the wind really played a factor in the second half. That was really came out of nowhere. Uh, and that was in the forecast, but I didn't think it'd be like that. But uh, you know, another good game. It was competitive, and then they pulled away at the end. So, you know, hats off to them. They played hard and. And they were playing for a winning season, and they played hard, and um, they got the best of us. And, um, you know, we just got to regroup and get ready for Thursday. And, you, know, you brought up the, the weather. I feel like that kind of changed what you guys were able to do throughout that, that mini windstorm that came through kind of out of nowhere. It just snuck up on everybody. Um, was that something that you guys, you know, when it started occurring, was that, you know, we got to kind of change up some of the things we had in the game plan or – was it kind yeah. of just, you know, rolling with the punches? Yeah, you couldn't really throw and you couldn't. It was even hard to punt, as you saw. So it really changed uh, the way you call a game and things that you normally do. So um, it was a major factor. And before we get into this year's matchup, obviously, uh, the Vineland-Millville Thanksgiving Day game, one of the longest-running rivalries in the country, longest-running in the state. Um, it, it's a tradition like no other. Um, you've obviously played in this game as a player back when you were in high school and, you know, we've talked about it over the years since we started doing this show, but what does this game mean to you now as a head coach and what did it mean to you as a player and how have some things, you know, kind of paralleled from your time playing to your time coaching, um, when this game rolls around each and every year on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's growing up, it meant everything to me as a kid watching, game and then um as a player it meant everything and now as a coach so you know it's a big rivalry game neighboring towns and um you know it means everything to us here and you know our kids are going to go out there and play as hard as they can you know they're they're very good and you know they've had a lot of success this year but we're going to go in there and give it our best shot and I think that's the the fun part about this game too is you know no matter where both of these teams are when Thanksgiving rolls around anything can potentially happen. We've witnessed it over the years since we started this podcast. I've witnessed it, you know, my time covering uh you know just high school football for nj.com where you know just one crazy play can change the trajectory of a Vineland Millville Thanksgiving game. Um what's kind of the, you know, the mentality and the advice you give the guys going into this game? For the first time, guys that haven't played in a Vineland Millville rivalry game before, what's kind of the you know message to them to really understand the the history behind this matchup and kind of just the importance of it and putting their brick into the the historic you know storyline of Vineland Millville on Thanksgiving? Yeah, I told them you know throw the records out for this one. It doesn't matter. It's a rivalry game, and you know everyone's going to be juiced up. It's always electric on Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, take it, a, take it a play at a time. And, you know, we're going to have a good week of practice. Last week we, we did some things as well. And I'm um, getting ready for this game. So kids are, you know, practicing hard. And, you know, we're looking forward to going out in there and competing and uh, finishing our season out. And, you know, for some of these seniors, obviously their final game in a Vineland uniform, what have you seen from them, you know, throughout these past couple weeks of practice to – you know, really get some of these underclassmen juiced up as they've gone through four years of Vineland Millville. And, you know, they know the importance of this game and they know, 
you know, the history and the stories behind it as they f- put in their final piece of, uh, you know, their four years uh, with Vineland Melville. Yeah, you know, I, I just tell the younger guys to lean on the seniors. They can help you understand the meaning of this. And some of the kids have been playing against them since they've been uh, first and second grade, so they know what it's all about. Um, even had Jonathan Tony today over at practice who's playing for Kane now and had a real good year. Um, they won some games, and he had a lot of success playing, you know, slot receiver. And he was telling them, you know, how last year he wished, you know, he could have done some things differently, even though it's not his fault by any means. But he just, you know, being a captain last year and having that tough game, and be, you know, it's not his fault. We were off, not off, but we were – he made us um, stop practicing for a couple of weeks because of the, the issues with COVID, and um, that really hurt us. But, um, you know, he just told them how important it is and how much it meant to him and trying to explain to these young ones, you know, you know, like I said before, throw the throw the records out the door for this one. It's always a big game, and it's going to be electric and uh, big rivalry game here. And how cool is it going to be for you? You know, even kind of just stepping away from you know the coaching role for a second here, and just being you know a dad and being able to see Dan suit up in Vineland Millville for the first time. You know, knowing that you've done it, now he gets an opportunity to put his first uh, you know imprints on the Vineland Millville rivalry. What's it mean for you as a coach, and then obviously as a dad? Yeah, I'm excited um, for him being able to play in this game and he's going to go out there and give it his best shot as well as, you know, the other kids are. So, yeah, it's exciting. It's a big day. It's the biggest game of the year. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to it. And obviously we talked about, you know, Millville this year, pretty good season. Obviously they walk away with the Group 4 sectional title. Um what are some things that you guys have picked up on film over the past, you know, week and a half or so to kind of key in on what they do well and what you guys are planning on doing to kind of counteract uh, what Coach Thomas and everybody over at Millville are able to put out on the field this year? Yeah, they've got really, um, they've got some really talented players. They can, uh, they can run the ball, they can throw, and even their running back number one could throw out of the wildcat I saw the other night. So, um, yeah, they're very talented defensively. They fly to the ball. So, uh, don't see a whole lot of weaknesses there. Um, I want to say they're possibly the top ranked public school in the state too. I, I think I read something about that. So yeah, they're having a great year. They got a lot of talent and, um, you know, like I said, it's not going to be easy. They don't have a whole lot of weaknesses. And, um, you know, our kids are ready. They'll go out there and compete. And, you know, you bring up the Wildcat, and that's something you guys have seen a number of times this year from opposing teams, you know, just getting the ball into the hands of, you know, their running back, whether it's their best player or just somebody that can, you know, create on offense. Do you think that's a trend we could see in high school football more and more, um, you know, with the Wildcat offense, or is it kind of just, you know, tail of the tape, whatever defenses are giving opposing teams, that's what they're going to roll with, or do you think it's kind of a combination of both? I think it depends on the kind of players you have. And if you have a kid that can do that kind of thing, not every, you know, not every team has players that can do that kind of thing. So, you know, it's just like a, a little wrinkle they put in there just to throw the defense off and maybe get it, you know, a little spark to your team and something different. 
Um, but I think it depends on your personnel and who you have. You know, if you have an athletic kid back there, you know, like when we had Pacheco and stuff like that, even though we didn't really run a wildcat with him because he was our quarterback. But when you have a, a dynamic player like that, you can do different things to, um, you know, get their hands on the ball and you want your playmakers in good position, you know, in good situations to make plays. How many, how many kids on this team, you know, coming in, do you think even realize how long this rivalry between Vineland and Millville goes back? And then, you know, when they kind of hear the stories from the upperclassmen, from the coaching staff, as this week rolls around, they kind of realize like, wow, like I'm about to, you know, put my mark and be part of, you know, New Jersey high school football history by playing in this game alone. Yeah, you know, they, they're aware of it. Sometimes I don't know if they realize, you know, put in perspective how long it's been when you think about the late 1800s and things of that nature. So, you know, it's a special game, and I'm happy that, you know, to be part of it. And like I said, it's an electric electric day, and looks like we're going to have good weather, so it should be a fun day for everybody. And then you get to enjoy, you know, your Thanksgiving day dinner with your family. So, it's always a fun day. And I know we talk about this every year. Uh, did you give, have you given the, the speech about how you want that trophy back in the trophy case yet? I haven't given that speech yet, but we, we, had, <laughs> we had a little uh, meeting today before practice. So I just told the kids, you know, basically seniors, you have three practices and a game left and, you know, it's a wrap for you. So let's have a great week of practice and, uh, go out there and battle and, you know, go out on a great note, play hard and see what we can do. And, you know, this week, obviously, school-wise, uh, you know, half days for, for the kids. Is it a little bit of a different practice schedule for you guys being able to potentially practice early or, you know, get some different, you know, looks in because of, uh, you know, the school schedule? It's a very difficult week because of the half day. And, you know, then we have um, – parent uh, teacher conferences for most of the guys here that coach were teachers too so tonight we're going to be here and then tomorrow after school we have to be here for it and then they um the kids will wait around until practice so it's a long day and then wednesday it's half day then practice and then i'm going to try to get the kids something to eat then we have the um you know bonfire wednesday night so it's a little bit of a hectic week, and then you throw in CC Tech in the mix, and they're full days Monday and Tuesday, so a lot of juggling, to say the least. And then schedule-wise, too, because of the half days, and then obviously it's a, an early morning game as well, what's kind of the, the advice from you guys, from you know the trainers and everything, to kind of just have everybody's bodies right, get that you know sleep schedule in motion, to you know have that bonfire Wednesday night, and then having to wake up early morning Thursday to prep for not only, you know, the game and everything, but just a long day for these guys. Yeah, you know, um, it starts out, we're fortunate enough to have the Violin uh, Fire Department here. They uh, prepare breakfast for us, so it's really, it's really special. They do a great job, and it's really delicious, and we're very fortunate to have that. So um, kids will get here seven-ish, you know, go eat, get ready, and then we head over. To that neighboring town is it uh is it any kind of you know just body adjustment having that early morning kickoff for you guys coaching wise too kind of just you know preparing for that earlier schedule 
Nah, kid, you know, kids are used to getting up early because of school, so it's kind of fits into to our schedule. And the kids, you know, it's first thing in the morning, so they get their food and then they're ready to go. So I, I feel like they're always um, they're always good with it. And you know, before we dive into kind of just game plan stuff, it is you know the Thanksgiving Day episode. I gotta ask, what's on the menu for Coach Russo's house for Thanksgiving? Yeah, well. Fortunately, my wife is a very good cook. Misty's going to have us all set up, and uh, she always goes with the with the uh, most popular ones. Obviously, the turkey with the stuffing, and you get your mashed potatoes, and she'll have all kinds of other things as well. But um, I kind of like they're my th- uh, three favorite. I like the turkey with the stuffing and and the mashed potatoes. So I'll make sure I'll hopefully there'll be some left for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to make sure Dan doesn't eat, you know, six plates after uh, yeah, balling yeah. out on Thursday morning. Yeah, right, exactly. So I'm sure she'll have plenty, so we're looking forward to that. What's been the, you know, talked about, you know, just game planning for this game over the last week or so. What's kind of been some things you guys have tried to, you know, instill in for this week? You know, it's kind of that, you know, you leave it all out on the field. It's the last opportunity for 2021 for you guys to go out and play a game, what's kind of been the the vibe around practice and, and kind of the, just the mindset from players, coaches, and everybody in between? I feel like uh, the coaches and I put together a good game plan as far as, um, you know, trying to reduce their touches because they're so um, dynamic. So, you know, we'll see how well it works. And, um, you know, like I said, our kids will – our kids will be ready. They'll be focused, and um, they're going to play hard. And uh, you know, it's going to be a tough test. They're a really good team. Uh, they're very talented um, across the board. I don't, you know, offense, defense, special teams. It's going to be a big challenge for us. And um, you know, asking the kids to work hard this week, and then you know, go into this rivalry game and uh, give it your best shot. And you never know. Kansas beat Texas last week. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thirty point dogs. And anything can happen. Anything can happen. So even when I played my junior, they were favored, and we ended up beating them twenty eight to zero. So very proud of that. Exactly. And you know, final game for these seniors that you guys have been around for the last four years at Max for the guys who came in as freshmen. Uh, what are your thoughts on you know just how this? this class kind of played out and, you know, the, the successes and, you know, the ups and downs that they've had on the field over the last four years. Well, like you said, there's definitely been some ups and downs. Um, you know, it's been a tough couple of years with all the extra stuff going on with the COVID reduced season, losing games, not being able to get into the weight room and things like that. So it hasn't been easy, but, um, you know, the kids faced a lot of adversity here and, they're giving us all they have, and it's all you can ask for. And, you know, going into this game, what's kind of the just mentality for you guys, your approach, and, and what you guys want to accomplish, you know, when kickoff uh, gets underway on Thursday? Yeah, you know, just go out there and play tough, hard-nosed, violent football and, and do your job, nothing more, nothing less, and just stay engaged and be laser-focused all week and then laser-focused in the game and, you know, go out there and compete and do the best you can. At the end of the day, you got to look in the mirror and 
when you look in that mirror, you know if you've given it all you had or not. So just want to make sure that they, um, they're self motivators and it's got to come from within and in a day answer to yourself, nobody else. You got to answer to yourself and make sure that, um, it's acceptable, your effort. And, um, that's, that's about what it is. And you know, when they're looking in that mirror too, they're going to be looking at, uh, a uniform combo for the big day. It's a look good, feel good, play good podcast, and you obviously got to look good, feel good, and play good against the crosstown rival. So, uh, what's on deck for Turkey Day in terms of the uniform combo? Yeah, we're going to go with the traditional, you know, the white jersey with the gray pants. So, you can never beat that. And then we get obviously with our red and gray helmets. So, it'll be a traditional look for uh, for Thursday. And then, uh, you know, you obviously said Jonathan Tony at practice, uh, so getting to check in with him is always a good time. He's one of my favorite players I've gotten to cover uh, since being around the team. But uh, around the board, you know, how have the, uh, the alumni been that you've been able to check in with uh, throughout the past couple weeks? Yeah, they're doing well. You know, um, I was at Penn State Saturday. I got to see um, Pacheco and Pal play for Rutgers and, they were hanging in there for a little bit, and then things just got away from them. Um, but they were it was seven nothing at the half, and Rutgers was battling. I'll tell you what, Penn State's kicker is also their punter, and he got a Big Ten Special Teams Player of the Week, and the guy was phenomenal. He was about six foot four, big guy, and was kicking inside the five yard line multiple times, and really hurt Rutgers in the um, with their field position, and they couldn't get over that hump, but they, they gave it all they had and they're improving. And those games are usually 60 something to nothing. And they were there, you know, cutting that in half, losing 28, nothing. So they're, they're improving, getting better. And they're just going to get better under Shiano and Tyreem getting his first interception. Yeah, that was awesome too. So I'm going to go to the game Saturday too. They're playing Maryland. So it's going to be for a bowl spot. So I'm looking forward to that. If Maryland wins, they get in. If Rutgers wins, they get a bowl. So, from what I've read. So we'll see what happens there. I'm hoping, you know, that Rutgers can continue to get better and improve and win this game. So it should be an awesome electric experience with all the students and everything, knowing that Rutgers is, is getting close to being in their first bowl game since it's either 2008 or 2012, something. It's been a while. So real happy for them. And uh, I got this, uh, we got there really early and um, we were able to, Keep it shaking and pound. They saw so I was real happy. He knew I was going. I was texting, but then we got to Sam, and you know what an awesome experience. We went Friday after school. Um, coaches and I made sure we were here all day at school, so we didn't leave our our uh, staff shorthanded here. So we wanted to make sure that we didn't um, use our personal days, even though we could have. So I just want to throw that out there. We're we're good soldiers. <laughs> our full day and then we left after school and um you know we got their hotel had some dinner it's really nice there it's so clean and the mountains and all the um lakes and everything i know how they call it happy valley now it makes you feel happy being there <laughs> what kinds of great places to eat and we ended up um having a good dinner at a place called champs maybe and we ended up going to some irish bar afterward and we had a great time so um we went to the game, and what an awesome stadium that is, too. They put on a party at Happy Valley. Yeah, I'll tell you, the, one of the funniest things was the way they do the wave. They do it like five different ways. Like, 
regular, slow, super slow, fast, super fast, and they just keep going around the place, and it was hilarious. So we had a good time, and um, you know, like really neat people there, and it was a, it was a good time, and very friendly, um, you know, very positive. Not a little different than what I'm used to. Uh, you know, the Penn State fans were all very nice and pleasant and the Rutgers fans were that were there were pleasant. Everybody got along and it was a great environment. You know, Big Ten football, everyone respects one another, respects each other's programs and I'll tell you what, it was quite an experience though. Glad I was able to do that and thanks to you know Penn State coaches getting us tickets. So I was very appreciative and this week Rutgers is helping us out getting us tickets. So looking forward to it. It's uh it's really uh, incredible to see these kids, you know, grow into these stars that um, at their at all their programs. So it's awesome. And it's hard to believe because it feels like yesterday I was I was covering him in in the red and gray. But Noah Sanslo had his senior day this past weekend. Yeah, and that's that just makes me feel incredibly old knowing that Noah Sanslo is a senior in college. Yeah, you and I both. Um, <laughs> He's another great one. He uh great career here. And he, you know, also a buck now. Um, finished you know, he's getting his degree and everything. That's what I'm real proud of. The kids getting their education. That's most important. So, um, unfortunately he didn't wasn't able to play a whole lot this year because of some injuries, but um glad to see that he made the trip and his mother was there and um they were able to honor him as well and honor his career and now he's taking his next step and I think he's got a really good job lined up. Um, once I get some more information on that, I'll share it with you on the podcast as well. But I know you mentioned to me had a few opportunities. So I'm going to see which one he took advantage of. He's a super smart kid, and he's going to be very successful. And it's hard to believe that uh, once Friday rolls around, every single member of the Blakely family will be alumni. Uh, is it hard to believe that there's no more Blakeleys that you'll uh, be coaching until one of the Blakely boys end up having some of their own? Yeah, I think I've had a Blakely in a program every year I've been here, so <laughs> it's going to be strange. We've had it's the uh, end of an era. I've been here nine years, and I, I, I like I want to say I've had a Blakely every year I've been here. So it's a great family and good people, and you know it's going to be sad to see uh, Braylon go, but he's got some opportunities in college. I know he's he's looking to finalize uh, what he's going to do too, so we'll be following him as well. And I know uh, Braylon's mom will be listening to this, so she's going to have herself a good laugh when I bring that up, uh, mm-hmm. knowing that Braylon's the final one that we'll have a chance to cover for quite some time. But, uh, Coach Russo, it's obviously the Thanksgiving rivalry game, your final thoughts heading into Thursday, and, you know, obviously the importance of this game just in terms of, you know, historical, you know, precedence and everything personal for you, for this team, for this program going into Turkey Day. Uh, final thoughts going into this matchup against Melville. Yeah, just like I mentioned earlier, it means everything to us. It's a huge rivalry. Um, throw all the records and everything prior to this game out the window now. I mean, it's it's going to be a you know, tough game. Like we mentioned, they're very talented. Uh, they've had a, that running back. It's been their number one Um Four years he's been playing varsity football. He's going to Syracuse. Allen, 
and um, he's very talented on both sides of the ball. So it's glad to see he's a senior, though, so I'm not going to miss him. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I said, they're very talented. Um, looking forward to our kids competing and giving everything they have and, um, you know, making making the town proud. I mean, obviously you always want to win on the scoreboard too, but I want to make sure the kids play hard and, you know, all the alumni and all the people in Vineland are proud of their effort and uh, go out there and do our best to win the game. But I'll say it again, it means everything to us. It means everything to the players, to the town. And, you know, we're working hard. We've had some um, a lot of adversity this season. Obviously, I lost track. I think after eight starters were out with injuries. Um, it's been a tough year, but you're going to have some. You're going to have some of those with football. It's a gladiator sport. You know, unfortunately, people get injured, and uh, this has been a tough year for us. But um, we're going to keep grinding. We're going to work hard, and um, we're going to finish this season out on a high note. And Kids are going to play hard for us and uh, start focusing on um, 2022 after Thursday. That's when it starts. So, you know, obviously not looking past this game. Kids have worked extremely hard the last two weeks getting ready. So we're going to go out there and give it our all, coaches and players. And hopefully it's a great day for Vineland. And we obviously know there's an asterisk next to last year's game because it didn't happen on Thanksgiving. So we all know that one doesn't really count. Uh, so we actually get to play on Thanksgiving this year, which is always fun. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So looking forward to that. It didn't have the same feel. But, you know, a lot of things weren't the same last year, and we were just lucky to get the game in. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, make sure you guys, if you're in the area, come out to uh, Vineland Millville to take in the most historic, uh, you know, high school football rivalry in the state. Myself and Rich Scarpa will be on the call one last time this season. And uh, be sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date with everything going on leading up to Thursday. And, of course, throughout the game, uh, the Red and Gray Gridiron Group on Facebook, at VinelandFB, and at UndergroundPHI on Twitter. And uh, be sure to check out our website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com. And, of course, subscribe to the podcast feed if it's on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews uh, to let us know about your excitement for this historic matchup on Turkey Day. And you can also check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And, uh, Coach Russo, it's always a pleasure. And we'll have a recap episode next week to wrap out the 2021 uh, season of the Dan Russo Show right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. I yeah, appreciate it, Kyle. Thanks for having me. And just wanted to uh, once again thank you and thank everything you do with Underground Sports. You guys are uh, great, and I appreciate you having, having the show. And um, looking forward to Thursday, and I'll see you there. Absolutely. So for Coach Russo, I'm Kyle Bennett, and uh, we will see you guys Thursday, Thanksgiving Day for Vineland Millville, and we'll catch you guys on the feed next week. Just a kid from the neighborhood. Rock kids from a neighborhood Take me back to 96 I fall asleep with the radio on I'll be ready come the daylight I woke up saying it's about time Relax